First and Goal. I'm your host, Ben. Joined here as always by my co-host, the one, the only, Big Rob. How the hell's it going, man? Hey, I'm hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, my brother. How are you today? Oh, man. I'm hanging in there doing pretty good, but uh, before we jump into this football podcast, I just want to take a quick second and say that uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to all the people over there in Ukraine and also all the armed forces, women and men that are going over there to fight, American forces, Ukrainian forces, Great Britain, all of them. Just want to take a minute and wish them all the best and let them know that they're in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hope, hopefully calmer heads will prevail, but, you know, worst case scenario, prayers go out to you and, you know, get home safe. That's right. We are always thankful for our men and women who serve in the armed forces and do all they can to protect us and give us our freedom. And any chance I have to give a shout out to them, I will always do it and give them their credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. But with that being said, my man, let's talk a little football. Let's talk football. About that 2021 Syracuse Orange team. That big, big orange, brother, I'm telling you. Tell you what, they had a couple of up and downs, man. They had some big wins. They had some big games that almost came out to a win in overtime. But, man, I don't know, man. This defense, they put on a show, but the offense was a little lackluster, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I can't even say the offense. I can't even really complain about them a whole lot. Uh, the, pa- the passing game left – a lot to be desired, but uh, as far as the ground game goes, I mean, it was on par. It really was. It really was. That's why I said a little bit lackluster, man. That The passing, for whatever reason, and don't get me wrong, Garrett Schrader, he did display a hell of an arm at times, but I don't know if it was his wide receivers, if they just wouldn't on point, because, I mean, he is a transfer coming out from Mississippi State, so I don't know if they, they had got uh, – you know, got everything going or not. Yeah. One thing you got to say is he was a transfer, and he came in late spring, so he didn't get time for a spring game or none of that really. So he he picked up on a lot in a very short period of time. He didn't start till fourth game in the season, and I feel like he did good with what he had, especially coming out of Mississippi State. And, I mean, you look at Mississippi State, he didn't play but three games. Right. And those three games, hell, he had over 1,000 yards passing and over 500 yards rushing I think it was yeah yeah I mean he uh definitely shows that he is a dual threat quarterback I mean he can he can run on a dime you know speaking of passing yards you know this season alone he put up 1,445 passing yards and 781 rushes which I mean with the you know mostly full season you know that's uh you know it it still remains a little bit to you know be you know, be be wanted for. That's right. That's right. And uh, coming out of Mississippi State with that dual threat ability, he really fit in perfectly with Dino Babers, the head coach down at Syracuse. He fits in perfectly to the system he's tried to install at that school since he came there in 2015. I mean, one thing you can say about old Dino is he has always been known for having a very high-speed, up-tempo offense, and he's always been known to be pretty innovative too, coming up with some good little trick plays here and there. But one thing about Dino, everywhere he's been, he's always had pretty good success. Had a rough year last year. With a, well, we can't even say it was a rough year. It was, <laughs> he had a stinker last year with Syracuse, yeah. but uh, bounced back this year to win five games. But he's always – if you ever watch Syracuse 
through the years since he's been there. You notice they always had that team that's just flying to the ball. As soon as, as soon as the ball's down there, running, trying to get back set, trying to keep the other teams off balance at all times, keep everybody shook up and just very up-tempo, very intense pace. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every player on that defense was – yeah, I mean, that defense, it was pretty good, but I'm I'm trying to focus on offense at the moment before we roll into that thing. You, just, you look at Syracuse offenses over the years, there had not been a whole hell of a lot of big-name guys that's really come out of there. They've had a lot of talent go to the next level. But what I'm saying is even with uh, maybe lower-star recruits or something like that, I guess you could say, they've always had a pretty good system, if you will, of Keeping teams off balance, very fast, very high pace. I think that had a lot to do with Dino. Now, the play calling all this past year may have been a little suspect. I mean, you had Sterling Gilbert in there, 2020 and 2021, and we just mentioned how 2020 went. That was a mm-hmm. bit of a stinker. Uh, just a little bit. But uh, you bounced back in 21, you went five games. But then you look at these offensive stats, and, I mean, you averaged 348 yards a game total. That's 95th in the nation. Not mm-hmm. not very good. No. Now, you look at the rushing yards per game, 213.5. That's 16th in the nation. So, that's that's pretty damn respectable, top 25. Then you look at the passing yards in the, per game, 135 through there. 123rd nationally. Yeah, close down there, almost to the bottom, Bo. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a hell of a drop-off there. And then you look at the points, 24.9. That's good enough for a whopping 91st in the nation. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the offensive success this past year really came from Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker. I can't take nothing away from that great young man. But uh, they, after the season was over, as you already know, they did end up letting Gilbert go, and they brought in a new man with Robert Anou. So, that should be pretty exciting because you've seen what he did with the Virginia offense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, he's going to be a big, big – I think it's going to be a big turnaround for this offense, especially with, uh, you know, Schrader and Tucker coming back this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt, man. I mean, that's two studs of athletes you got coming back in there. And Schrader, I mean, it, to me, he showed his ability Mississippi State. He's got the arm talent, and he showed it at Syracuse. And I'm not going to knock no receivers. I'm not going to knock no C. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but the chemistry as far as the passing game just wasn't there. Maybe it was play calling. Maybe that receiving room was a little bit behind in yeah. recruiting standards and all that. They were struggling to get open, which in the film it did look like there was a lot of struggling getting open down the field. And there was a little bit of a timing issue also there, but – yeah, I don't know if it, you know, like you said, if it was just a, you know, a timing thing, if it was chemistry, if it was the lack of, you know, playing time, experience. But I know that they, really the only way they can go up is up from here. Yeah, man, ain't no doubt at all about that. I mean, if they really get that passing game figured out, this could be a team that's, a uh, big force to be reckoned with, really, in the Atlantic, really in the AC altogether, because they can definitely shake some things up. I mean, how you look at them just a few years ago, they pulled that big upset off against Clemson. Yeah, and this Syracuse team is an upset team 
regardless, man. Look at what they did this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at them, they were looking kind of rough in a couple games there, but then they went out and just beat the snot out of Boston College. Yeah, and they beat the snot out of Virginia Tech, too. Yes, sir. In the Virginia Tech game, I'm going to tell you what, Garrett Schrader, you talking about throwing a team on your shoulders and just taking them. Yeah. I mean, hell, he had two touchdowns through the air in that game, and then they had another three on the ground. That's oh, yeah. five total touchdowns for that young man in one game. Yeah, there was one play there where he's carrying two or three men into the end zone. I mean, you look at the frame on this kid, six foot four, 230 pounds. He probably runs, if I had to guess, I'd say probably at least a four six. Yeah, and just for uh, this episode, we're going to nickname this kid uh, the Bearded Wonder. The Bearded Wonder. Yes, sir. I like that. The Bearded Wonder. Looks like a young Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really does. Yes, sir. <laughs> a young Grizzly Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just the passing stats, man, is just the biggest thing that concerns me with Syracuse this year. And with the OC leaving, I have a feeling it's they probably feel like it's a lot to do with scheme and probably some recruiting going on there. Maybe I'd say this behind, behind eight ball in the receiver room, if you will. Cause yeah. I mean, 123 of 234, that's 53%, but 1,444 yards on the season. That's rough. I mean, a lot of these kids out there now, hell, they're, they're throwing for 1,400 yards in three games. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he came into the – into the game a little bit late. I think it what took him, what, three games to actually get in to start? That's right. That's right. But still, nine games, you get 1,400 yards through the air. And, I mean, this is what gets me is you look at the police ratio. That's why I wonder if it's just a little bit of a time and a chemistry thing because you got nine touchdowns, but you still only got four interceptions. So, you would think with a 53 completion ratio, you say, well, damn. There must be a lot of picks in there. He must be very inaccurate, but to only have four picks on 123 throws, or excuse me, on 234 throws, only four of them were intercepted. That's damn good. That's damn good ball security. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this passing game, to be quite honest with you. Absolutely, and, you know, I think as a Syracuse fan, you have to really be looking forward to what's in store for this team, especially with a full year under the kid's belt to get all of the, you know, everything in order with your team, get the chemistry going, a full year to practice, and then, you know, going into spring practice, man, there's everything's looking up. Everything is looking up. Oh, yeah, you give this kid a full off season to get acquainted with his receivers, bring in some new guys. New OC comes in there, makes things a little electric, if you will, puts a little spark in the system. And then, once again, you cannot count out Sean Tucker. I mean, 1,496 yards this past year, 12 touchdowns, averaging Good. six yards a touch. As this, a true freshman. This kid is a beast. I mean, you got to think, he's got a whole offseason now just in the weight room, putting on muscle picking up speed, working on his footwork. I mean, yep. Sean Tucker's going to be a serious force to be reckoned with this coming year, especially if this Wake Forest, if they can beef this old lineup a little bit. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, look at what they did to Wake Forest last year, man. They took them in overtime and barely lost the game. 
Yeah, Wake Forest was no joke this past year. That was a hell of a football team. Yes, sir. It's just – it's crazy. It's kind of – I feel almost like we're talking about the Florida Gators and the ACC. A little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. They do not have the talent base that Florida's got and the history Florida's got. But at the same time, if you look at the actual talent that's on team this past year and the potential they had, but then you look at some of the games you won. I mean, it's very similar. It's very makes you really scratch your head and like, man, you played so great in some of these games, but in some of these games, what the hell happened? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. You look at some of the games that were out of conference, they pretty much won the games that they were supposed to. But then in conference, man, they they lost the games that they were supposed to, but they also won some games that they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, that's like the Boston College game. Don't get me wrong now. I mean, BC, they were down their starting quarterback. But at the same time, their backup quarterback was not no slouch. Right. But this Syracuse team, their defense just showed up and showed out in that game. I mean, only allowed them, what, three points the whole damn game? Yeah. But the biggest Achilles heel of Virginia Tech is that running game. and I'm talking about the Boston College. Oh, Boston College. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Boston College also. I mean, their Achilles heel was also the running game too. I mean, it was almost interchangeable with, you know, the way they, they defended the run. And, you know, with you're looking at Sean Tucker, man. He was a beast, and, he, you know, he couldn't be stopped in either one of those games. Yeah, you have a very good – you have a very, very, very good point there. Virginia Tech's defense, man, that just – I don't know what – I mean, let's just be honest here. Virginia Tech ain't had a defense since Bud Foster left. No. No, they really haven't. <laughs> I mean, they really haven't. And I'm excited to see what this new coach at Virginia Tech's going to do with that defense. But at the same time, I mean, Syracuse, this team, unlike some of the other ones that we've talked about the last couple weeks, they can find a way to win a close game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Syracuse, you, you get in a close game with Syracuse, man, you're in trouble. I mean, you yeah. make one little mistake, you slip up. You could lose to them. I mean, they don't wait for on did it. Yeah. And look at Wake Forest, man. They probably should have won the ACC this year. Yeah, they should have. They should have. <laughs> but some people like to fake slides and a whole lot of other candy-ass crap. <laughs> still pissed off about that. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, he's still a little touchy on that. And, I mean, rightfully so, rightfully so. I mean, that was that was cheap. That was a cheap win, really. Yeah, I'm I'm not – don't get me wrong, I'm not no diehard Wake Forest fan. I like them pretty good. I don't have no problem Pittsburgh. But I do not care whatsoever for – what's that boy's name? Kenny, is it Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Hell with him. <laughs> and it's, it's not so much a, a Wake Forest over Pitt sort of thing. I mean – It ain't nothing personal. It's just, man, don't be a quarterback – and all season long, somebody touch you, and you're begging for a flag, jumping up and down, being emotional, wanting the flag, screaming at the ref. But then fake a slide. Like, you fake the slide, I'm sorry, but from now on, if your helmet gets taken off every play, 
You have you no, have no right to yeah. say a single word to nobody. You just get your ass up and go get in the huddle. Yeah. Don't say a word. That's the whole sanctity of the game, really. Oh yeah. Just wait till next year. Miles Garrett, <laughs> Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. All yeah. those guys in the NFL. Somebody Woo. gonna tattoo him if he, if he ever plays in a real game. He's gonna get tattooed. I would have loved to have seen him do that against Georgia this past year. <laughs> really, any team that's yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't really, and and I get why they didn't because they didn't want the flag that close. They thought it was going to be, you know, a, at least a first down. But I understand why they didn't hit him. But at the same time, light his ass up. It's just I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to talk about. It. Whenever we discuss Pittsburgh, you can expect a bad attitude from me the whole time. <laughs> just nah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, let's get back to the big orange, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we talk about his defense a little bit, man? Let's talk a little bit of defense, man. What you got? Old defense coordinator Tony White came over 2020. He was originally at uh, Arizona State 2018 and 2019, and when he came to Syracuse, let me tell you what, this defense became a serious force. Yeah, it really did. It really did, man. I mean – what has impressed me the most is before he got there, how I'll call it watery that defense really was. They they really couldn't stop. It was Swiss cheese. There was holes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But he's come in and he's tightened he's tightened it all up. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you look at some of these stats. They averaged three hundred and ten point six yards a game. That was good enough for fourteenth in the nation. One four. 126.1 rushing yards, 26 nationally. Passing yards, 184.5, 23rd. Those three stats right there are all in the top 25 or knocking on the top 25. And, I mean, top 25 defense, you say, well, that's not that great. But then you actually think about it. All of all the defenses in college football, yours are stacking in the top 25. And then you get the one little ugly stat – where you're giving up 26.3 points per game, and that's 65th in the nation. Which, in all honesty, that surprises me a little bit because in today's game of college football, if your opponent only scores 26 points, that's a close game. It's a real close game, man. And You know, I would think 26.3 would actually be, you know, a little bit better than 65th. I mean, that's not disrespectful. Disrespectful? <laughs> yeah, disrespectful. That's not disrespectful. That must be that Kentucky dictionary you got going on over there. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Talking banjos. <laughs> What's even more impressive, though, is you look at all these defensive stats. I mean, it's all looking like top 25 defense, but then you got to remember, their passing offense was one of the worst in the nation, and they finished the season 5-7, and seven, so that's seven games that they were trailing in trying to play from behind. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing from behind, you got to throw the ball. That's the only way to get back in it. Absolutely. You cannot be down in a two-possession game and run the ball back into the game. I mean, you, know, you could, but it's going to take a hell of a lot of luck on your side to do it. Yeah, a great big lot of luck, especially when they start keying on that running game. Exactly. So, I mean, you think about it now. This defense – How good could her stats have been if they had a balanced offense? 
Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, like we've talked about the last three or four weeks, man, if uh, your offense goes three and out, you ain't getting no rest. So that's – and, I mean, again, the defensive stats are all good, all except for the points. So, you know, if they're getting the ball, you know, close to the end zone, they can score points pretty easy but still get those – you know, keep those stats pretty good. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. I mean, I just – it blows my mind because when a team's not getting this kind of rest and they still put up those stats. I mean, that's one thing you can't say about Dino being the head coach at Syracuse. This is a team that's got heart because you know those guys had to be, I mean, exhausted. Oh, yeah. And they just – they never gave up. They went out and they fought. And, I mean, you really never seen them. This was definitely a team that was in shape. For sure. Absolutely, man. I mean, how could you not be? How could you not be? I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of college football teams out there that do it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about with the offense the way it was. I mean, you had to stay on the field quite a bit and still put up these kind of stats of what they did. I mean, that, that takes not only a man that, that you know, not only takes, you know, having big gumption, man, but you're going to have to stay in shape. Yeah, it takes a lot of heart, but, I mean, to be able to physically, even still, heart's only going to take you so far. You're still going to have to have the physical tools to help pull you through it. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, that's really impressive. Really, really impressive. I mean, I don't know if it's between Dino, Tony, who it is, but. And, I mean, let's all be honest here. Syracuse has never really been – a football school to bring in the five-star athletes. I mean, they've brought in some four-stars, definitely, but, you know, the higher-up athletes right there that, you know, make up a team, these guys have had to build all within and keep it going. I mean, you, you just you, – I can't praise this defense enough. No, you really can't. I mean, you look at the Boston College game. Boston College is not a slouch by any means. No, no, even though they've had a down season, I mean, they they wouldn't have slouched at all. And, I mean, Virginia Tech, don't get me wrong, Virginia Tech, they was not setting the world on fire, so to speak. But, I mean. Yeah, they, you know, they, they definitely kept it going. I mean, they, you know – they played from behind quite a bit, but they were able to, you know, just, you, you know, they could turn a game around, you know, pretty quick too. I mean, they wouldn't know slouch in their own right. You know, they just had a couple of things happen to where it, you know, kind of warmed down and they gave up the game. That's exactly right, man. I mean, you look at some of these players on the defensive side, all right. You got Mikel Jones, had 59 solo tackles this year, 12 of them for a loss, three sacks. Stephon Thompson, five and a half sacks. Marlo Way, six sacks. Cody Roscoe, eight and a half. I mean, I can keep going. Right. This is a defense that gets after the quarterback like no tomorrow. And that's going to help you out a world. Absolutely, man. Um, was you able to find out anything about the turnovers, what they caused? Ooh, let's see here, man. Let's see here. Two, three. I'm looking at seven forced fumbles right there. Seven forced. 
I see three of them are covered. Nice. Then you got four interceptions. I would so, like to see a lot more interceptions than that, but uh. Yeah, but I mean, even even still, man, I mean they they were able to get the turnovers for the offense. Now the offense really, you know, from what I can see, wasn't able to do much with them. But you know, still yet they were, you know, making the stops. Yeah. Buying their basically buying their team a little bit of a chance to rest. Yeah, man. I mean, for sure. It's always good to get a turnover, but you got to have offense to put those points on the board when you get the ball back. Right, right. You got a good rushing offense, but still, I mean, that's a tough thing to do there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm the type of person that loves a good rushing game. My motto's always been three yards in a cloud of dust. Let's do it. But you also, in today's game, you got to put the ball in the air. You have to put the ball in the air. I mean. Well, you got to to keep up. College football is just way too high. It's got way too much high pace anymore, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was just looking, sitting here looking at some of Cody Roscoe's numbers, but that's, he's going to be a helpful player to keep coming back. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Big boy on his own. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> but I just. I don't know. I really don't know, my man. I, I got I ain't gonna lie to you, but I'm, I'm struggling over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. But um yeah, this this uh Syracuse team, man, I mean I'm not gonna lie, this past football season or any football seasons, I've really not watched much of their games just because they're up north. You know, they're in the ACC, but, I mean, really, they've they've kind of gone, gone under my radar a little bit. But just taking a look at some of the film from last season, taking a look at, you know, the quarterback, the running back. Man, Sean Tucker, man, I, I'm excited to see what this kid does. I'm really excited to see what this kid's going to do. Yeah, I've, I've never really been a huge Syracuse follower myself. I mean, I always, if I've seen him playing someone like a Wake Forest or Boston College or Clemson, I always tuned in, but – I never really paid a whole lot of attention to Syracuse, even when the other teams played them. Just well, never really followed them. For me, I mean, un unless they were playing a team that I really followed, a Virginia Tech or a Wake Forest, I really just kept it on in the background just to have something to watch until the next game came on that I was interested in. But I tell you what, looking at these stats, Schrader, Tucker, these kids are going to do something this year. I've just got that gut feeling they're they going to make it big this year. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy, Lord willing, knock on wood, they ought to have a pretty good season. And if they can just get the O-line, keep a decent O-line, and get some receivers or tight ends in that game for that matter, they can get a little bit of separation. Oh, yeah. This could be a very scary team. That tight end game can be huge for them. I mean, especially with that defense coming back. I'm telling you, this this team here was five and seven, but they were literally a balanced offensive attack away from probably being an eight and four team easily. And to competing with the Pittsburghs. Oh, absolutely. If they had a passing game that could actually kept up Pittsburgh, that could have been a very 
interesting game to watch. Well, I was, was going to say keeping up with Pittsburgh's and the Wake Forest, but shit, man, overtime, Wake Forest. North Carolina State. Yeah. Virginia. Oh. NC State put the whoop on them, but. <laughs> yeah, but NC State, man, I mean. Who didn't they this year, really? They didn't put a whoop on Wake Forest. Well. NC State was pretty good this year. It's just keeping up with that shootout. Yeah. NC yeah. State had that shootout mentality all year. NC State's team, I got a ton of respect for. I can't wait to go over them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see a ton of film on those guys. That's a whole other animal. But I'll be honest with you, man. I really don't have a whole lot more for this one. I really don't either. I really don't either. I think uh, I think we said what we got to say about them. What uh, what do we got on the agenda for Monday? I was thinking about rolling back into SEC, going out west, talking about those Auburn Tigers. Auburn Tigers. Yes, sir. Talk about a talk about a roller coaster ride of a year. <laughs> They started off the year. I was sitting there sweating bullets as a Carolina fan. I'm just counting down. I said, man, how bad is this going to be? Mike Bobo quit on us, went over there. Took the old line coach. Yeah, took the old line coach with him. And these cats are going to come to town and beat the snot out of us. I mean, they look like a powerhouse. They really did. Starting out the season, and then there was a dumpster fire. It's funny how that happens with Bobo. <laughs> I mean – you know what? You could take them, you know, from any team. You could polish a turd, but it's still a turd at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't care for Bobo, but I, <laughs> I got to give him respect. All, all BS aside, Auburn was pretty – that was a screw-up on their part when they fired the man. You think so? Absolutely, man. I mean, you seen what they're rushing. Look what he did with Carolina's offense now. I mean, rushing-wise, yeah. Absolutely, but he wasn't much of a passing coordinator. Huh? Not with South Carolina, anyway. What the hell did he have to work with? I mean, the Tin uh, Man. I mean, don't get me wrong. South Carolina had a youth and inexperience, but even then, I mean, they didn't do bad. They didn't. They did not look that bad. It wasn't great. They had one wide receiver that year that that did pretty good. Josh Van had a pretty decent year. Shia Smith did pretty good. Nick Muse did pretty good. Ola, um, what's his name? Jalen Brooks. He came on pretty strong at the end of the year. But you got to think, man, I mean, it was a COVID year, a new OC, and you don't have no time to learn nothing. Hell, they didn't even know they had a football season until a couple weeks before it started. I mean, you make a valid point. You make a valid point there. I just I don't care for Bobo whatsoever. I'll always say he's a turd. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding, Bobo. I gotta, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't care for the fella, but I gotta give him respect. I mean, hell, you look. The quarterback that just won the Super Bowl. That was a Bobo quarterback. Matthew Stafford, yeah. Mister, oh, he's not a passing game coordinator. <laughs> yeah, his quarterback just won Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that one. You're probably right. I guess it's just my prejudice against Mike Bobo. Yeah, he – I didn't appreciate the way he did this, but uh, you, you can't knock him. I mean, you can knock him. You can knock the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but ain't no – you can't argue stats. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, good old Mike Bobo, he's going to be down there in Georgia now doing a little offensive analyst. 
Kirby Smart just keeps bringing them on in. He's bringing all the friends in. I'm telling you. Maybe the Bobo curse will go to Georgia. <laughs> One can only hope. Damn, he's gone full circle. I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. Ain't that some crap? Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if something happens with uh, your offensive coordinator? Guess who's going to take over that job? He's already got him there on staff. I mean, it worked out pretty good for old Coach Boone. Must champ. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yes, sir. But uh, I'll be honest with y'all. I'm going to wrap this thing up. I've been rolling since 2 o'clock this morning. Had to roll out early today for work. And I am running on E on my gas tank. It's been a little bit of a shorter one, about 15 minutes shorter. But, uh, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> what can you do? We'll just make it up uh, to y'all next time. Until then, we love y'all. Y'all take it easy. Be praying hard. Man, the world's not looking good. But we've all got football to look forward to. That's right. That's right. No matter what happens in the world, we always got a football season. Until then, everybody take care. God bless. Keep those drinks cold and keep those chains moving. See you next time.